Worn by players like Michael Harris to meet the demand of elite ball players, the New Balance Fuel Cell 4040 V7 is a versatile option. The 4040 V7 is built for the athlete who needs responsiveness and ability to cut and run at their full speed. The model features a fuel cell foam underfoot and a synthetic and mesh upper to provide breathability, comfort, and a snug fit as you round the bases. The fuel cell midsole features nitrogen-infused foam specifically designed to propel athletes forward. Learn more about the 4040 at newbalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. Nothing beats a weekend away with the family in the great outdoors, whether it's camping, hiking, river rafting, or anything in between. With third-row seating, nobody is left out. The entire family can experience the thrill together, and nobody wants a dead phone. Available dual wireless charging pads make it so nobody gets stuck, and we can check our fantasy baseball teams together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Now, here's Frank, Scott, and Chris. We've been waiting and waiting, but finally, the Reds are promoting top prospect Ellie De La Cruz. Welcome in to an emergency edition of Fantasy Baseball today on Tuesday, June 6th. Frank Sample joined by Scott White, and let's get right into it. Ellie De La Cruz in 38 games at AAA this season was batting 297 with a 398 OBP, 12 homers, and 11 steals. Scott, we know he got even better in the month of May where he had nearly as many walks as strikeouts. And mm-hmm. notice we haven't done an emergency podcast for other top prospects. I think Ellie De La Cruz has kind of elevated himself to another level, right? It seems like... yeah. He has the opportunity to be very special. He's six foot five, 200 pounds, power, speed. The plate discipline is improving. He's already penciled in to play third base in his debut. He's batting cleanup for the Cincinnati Reds. Scott, I'll start you off with two questions here. What are you expecting, and how good can Ellie De La Cruz be? Well, I guess let's let's start with the second one because I, I think – you know, my my thinking on this was about was was similar to yours, where you know I've kind of been downplaying most prospect call ups this year because we've gotten burned by so many in recent years, and I think we're just in a f- phase right now where uh, where it, the 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 learning curve for reaching the majors is just especially steep. And um, the presumption should be with most prospect call-ups, regardless of their stature, that they're going to struggle right away. And it's been a while since we've been in a stage like that. So I think the knee-jerk response is to lose your mind whenever somebody gets called up and and throw all the fab at him and then wind up disappointment again. So I've, I've been trying to break that cycle of disappointment and not get caught up in the hype anymore. But I am going to make an exception for Ellie De La Cruz because I think I think he's emerged as the best prospect in baseball. And maybe that's some recency bias there. Jordan Walker himself is still considered a prospect. Uh, and, and obviously he falls into the pattern of top prospect call-ups underwhelming us. Uh, so, you know, maybe that's part of the reason why I'm willing to slot Ellie De La Cruz ahead of him now. But... It does go beyond that. I, I mean, 
it's not clear that we've seen a player before who is capable of doing the sorts of things De La Cruz is. You know, at least since StatCast was introduced in 2015 to measure these things, we've not seen a player who is capable of doing what he does. He has the hardest hit ball in all of professional baseball this year, majors and minors included. He did have that game where he hit three balls in excess of 116 miles per hour, which is something that's never been done in history by an entire team, not just a single player. And oh yeah, icing on the cake, two of those three batted balls were home runs, one from each side of the plate. So <laughs> he's he's that good from the left side and from the right side. Um, his, <laughs> his hits are all rockets. His throws are all bullets. His entire being is a blur on the base paths. He is just a phenomenal talent by every measure. And so that kind of upside, I, I think you have to go all out for it. Now, obviously, it doesn't guarantee that he's going to be a success. Um, you know, part of the reason why he wasn't a cons- the consensus number one prospect entering the year is because he had that vulnerability to strikeouts. He is tall, as you point out, six feet five. And so that gives him a big strike zone and he hasn't always shown the best mastery of it he's his career minor league strikeout rate is 29 percent but as you also point out it's gotten a lot better lately over his first 13 games at triple a this year ellie de la cruz had a 33.9 percent strikeout rate since then it's been a 23.4 percent strikeout rate which is good it's not even really bad anymore if he can continue that. Meanwhile, his walk rate during that same span of time, 25 games, is up near 20%, which is about triple what we've seen from Ellie De La Cruz in the past. So it does appear that over the past four weeks or so, he's turned this corner in terms of uh, his approach and how disciplined he is and what he's choosing to swing at and not swing at. And not surprisingly, his production has taken off during that 25-game stretch. De La Cruz has batted 327 with 11 homers, 9 steals, a 12.25 OPS. So, it's to the point where you look at that and, and wonder what he has left to accomplish in the minors. And clearly the Reds thought the same thing, which is why he's getting the call. Given the upside, given that uh, the power speed Speed combo could be amazing. And given that there have been a lot of disappointments at the shortstop position this year, I'm going to go ahead and slot Ellie De La Cruz eighth at the position for the rest of the season. Eighth. That puts him ahead of 2023 standouts like Nico Horner and Tyro Estrada. It also puts him ahead of legacy plays like Xander Bogarts and Dansby Swanson. But, you know, if, if ranking obviously helps to determine trade value of players, and I, I think if you sell Ella, Ellie De La Cruz any lower than that right now, you're potentially selling his upside way, way short. I don't think it's crazy to say that if, if he can avoid the pitfalls of some of these other prospect call-ups, if he can avoid striking out 35% of the time and batting 220, if things go the other way and he lives up to his potential right away, 
we're probably talking about Ellie De La Cruz as a first round pick next year, maybe even a top five pick. That's how high the upside is. You know, Scott, I updated the rankings right before I hopped on here. I'm like, I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to rank Ellie De La Cruz 14th at shortstop. <laughs> and then Scott comes in here and he's like, I've got him up at eight. So yeah, you love to see it. The upside is massive. And I'm happy that you pointed out he's a switch hitter. So hopefully we're not worried about splits. He's going to play every day. The best ballpark in baseball when it comes to home run park factors. And this is a player that, frankly, he doesn't even need the help of a ballpark as hard as he hits the ball and how far that he hits the ball. But it's obviously something that could just help him a little bit more playing there in Cincinnati in a lineup that, you know, frankly, is coming together. Matt McClain has played very well. Jonathan India is having a bounce back season. They've got a couple other names there. Spencer Steer having a very strong season. So it's all coming together right now for the Cincinnati Reds and that lineup. Obviously, Scott, he is a must add if available. We've been telling people for nearly a month now to get Ellie De La Cruz on their rosters. He's 81% rostered on CBS. So maybe he's out there in some 10 team points leagues. 56% rostered in, in somewhere like Yahoo, where I know that's a lot of daily lineup leagues, a lot of head-to-head categories. I think regardless of format and regardless of league size, Scott, he needs to be on a roster. So that number, yeah. you know, even on Yahoo, needs to be closer to 100%. Yeah, I would agree. Now, I'm curious because you say you only have him 14th. So, so, so you're putting him behind guy. Uh, sorry. You're putting him behind guys like, I don't know, you have him behind Tim Anderson no, no, I have uh, I've dropped Tim Anderson lower recently, given his struggles. I have him just behind right now, Dansby Swanson and Tommy Edmond. Those okay. are kind. Those are more floor plays. I realize that. So yeah, if you want to make the upside case for Ellie, he probably should be inside of my top twelve. But then you get you, into you, like Horner and Estrada, and those guys have been really, really good this year. So they have been really good, and you know, to, to a certain extent. Like it's hard to come up with one size fits all rankings, and yep. like if you play in a really deep league where you can't, where you can afford, where you can't afford to miss as much, like a, a miss at a position will really kill you because there's nothing you could do about it on the waiver wire. Uh, then maybe it's not so wise to trade Nico Horner for Ellie De La Cruz. But I think the average player who plays in a smaller league than that, and you know, can fall back on. Uh, somebody at least respectable enough at shortstop if Ellie De La Cruz doesn't pan out. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd say I say shoot for the upside. Now, you're pro- it's probably not going to work. I mean, <laughs> you're much... I, I think on the subject of trading Ellie De, La, Ellie De La Cruz, selling is more possible today than buying. Correct. Uh, and, and potentially worth pursuing. I mean, I, I had some people asking me, yeah, no, it's it's so ridiculous. I don't even want to say it. But like, let let's just say first round types. People were asking if in like a a keeper league they should trade this first round type for Ellie De La Cruz. And okay, if if that's the kind of return you can get on Ellie De La Cruz, if if the hype is such that uh, somebody out there is willing to bet the entire farm on him, then that's the kind of trade that I think is worth pursuing. But for the most part, um, for the most part, uh, if, if you have him, you're just going to enjoy whatever he gives you. And if you don't have him, you're just lamenting that you didn't pick him up because the cost would be too high now. I swear I texted you before the show, Scott. So that wasn't me. It was probably Ellie De La Cruz texting uh, to let you know, how dare you even talk about trading me away? But... 
That's exactly where I'm going next, Scott. Obviously, we're all excited, and uh, I don't want to pour cold water on this, but he's a prospect, and he is human, and we've seen many great prospects fall their first time through the majors, you know, most notably Mike Trout, his first time around, didn't play well. Aaron Judge, first time around, did not play well. But that is the, I guess, the caliber of upside we're talking about with Ellie De La Cruz. If you can flip him in redraft, I know you just mentioned, you know, in a keeper league, trying to get like first round value in return for him. But some people were asking me earlier today, if, if I can trade Ellie De La Cruz in a redraft league, what would I be looking to get? So you mentioned you moved him up to eighth at shortstop. What would be the equivalent of that? Are you looking to get another like a top 15 or top 20 starting pitcher or like a top 15 or top 10 outfielder in return? Yeah. If you're trying to make that re- that kind of trade? Yeah, so it would have to be somebody pretty high-end like that. Um, so moving him up to, uh, oh, you know what? It's actually ninth at shortstop. I oversold it a bit. It's w- ninth at shortstop. I was looking at eight. eight. I'm like, I don't think you're going to move him ahead of Bobby Witt or <laughs> Lindor yet. <laughs> right, right. Corey Seager. So like, okay, if, if we're just talking shortstop for shortstop, that's the, ty- kind, that's the kind of shortstop I'd trade Ellie De La Cruz for. Uh translating that to other positions. I mean, look, all those shortstops I rank ahead of him are like are, are players who are being drafted in the first five rounds coming into the year. So it would, it would have to be somebody really high end like that. Top 20 starting pitcher. Uh, let's see who's my 20th starting pitcher. That would be that would be Dylan Cease. Nope, not doing That's that. Question marks. <laughs> So I've but got somebody, you know, like 18th is Joe Ryan, yeah. uh, Max Scherzer's between 15 and 20. That's what Julio I was looking Arias at, too. In that range. Like that's that that seems like what you should aim for if you're looking to sell high on Ellie De La Cruz. And I'd be happy to take it if I could. If I couldn't, though, you know, I'm ranking him eighth at shortstop for a reason. I probably just wait to see what he does and maybe it won't pan out. Uh, but. You know, if, if you, you gotta you gotta risk it for the biscuit, as they say. The ultimate buy low, sell high, Scott. If you could pull this off right now, would you flip Ellie for Sandy Alcantara? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd do that. I noticed you haven't dropped Alcantara down yet. You have him still at SP four. I dropped him down to SP fifteen. So I've been a little bit quicker to move yeah. him down there. Uh, gonna update the rankings over the next couple of days here as well. So gonna be making some more changes. But again, it's a big day. Ellie De La Cruz promoted by the Cincinnati Reds. He's already in the lineup. He's playing third base. The plan is for him to play third base and shortstop moving forward. He's batting cleanup in the lineup right away. First game in action. So you love to see it. We're gonna wrap there for Scott. I am Frank. Thanks as always for tuning in to this emergency edition of Fantasy Baseball today. I'll be back later on tonight with the Welsh. Bye-bye. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. Homes.com offers in-depth neighborhood guides with detailed video overviews, comprehensive narratives, and unbiased information from a multitude of sources. You thought we go in-depth with player analysis on Fantasy Baseball today? You haven't seen anything yet. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood complete with a video guide. 
If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. When looking at local schools, they offer test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know, all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.